नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य वक्रदंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटि सम्रभ निर्विघ्न कुर मे देवर्वकु सर्वदा शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाषिकुत वंदे भगवत ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योम व्याप्तहाय दक्षिणाूर्त नम ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम ओं आप्यायंत मंगानी वाक्चक्षुश्रोत्रमथो बलमींद्रिया चर्वाणी सर्व ब्रह्म उपनिषद मं ब्रह्म निराकुरा ब्रह्म निराकोत् अनिराकरणस्तु अनिराकरण मे अस्तु तदात्म निरदेय उपनिषत्सु धर्मा ते मयि सू ते मयि सू ओ शाति 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 सो इन द लास्ट सेशन वी वर ऑन टू द fourth section of the sixth chapter where it continued how the sat the sat sadeva saumya idamagra asit ekameva adyutiyam brahma that ekam and adyutiyam one and non dual sat existence adaikshata it conceived or it imagined or it projected or it willed different words are used in different upanishads but the basic thing is that it is only a projection that sat projected as the tejas tejas here means light or we can take it as a energy or knowledge then that subsequently projected the apaha means the subtle flexible lucid aspect of the what material apat anna so therefore anna is the third one so these three put together becomes trivyatam and the process of trivitkaranam is what it is the subsequent multiplication and quantification or you can say how the rest of the names and forms are being formed so how the sun the moon the lightning etc are not different from that sat which has now been become or appearing to have become sun moon and lightning the sunness the moonness and the lightningness when is not seen separate they all have the same existence and awareness or consciousness not the consciousness the way we think about our consciousness of the intellect it is the presence or beingness we can say the beingness itself is making itself as a an existence which is aware you know having the potency of awareness in it because of which it can be known so with this as in mind the upanishad further treads into the last mile 
which is the components of the human body in the subsequent today we will be dealing with that only we are not still getting into the philosophy part today the philosophy part will come more from the eighth section onwards so we are in the fourth section so there is not much of a philosophy to be described except that how the upanishads want us to remember at every stage that the origin should not be forgotten when the subsequent you know name and form is coming out of the another one even though the same gold let us assuming it was a billet shape or a huge rock shape when it was removed brought into discs or bars then also we don't see the ornaments in it then subsequently it goes through the process of forming into different ornaments and there then we have the different ornaments like necklace bangles earrings etc etc or even for the industrial purpose so that doesn't mean that the gold which was mined and purified from the mines have undergone through a change into becoming something else even when it is the appearance is that of the bangle or the necklace it is the same gold only gold has not undergone any change same way that ekameva adyudiyam brahma that satchitananda brahma has not undergone any transformation or any modification in its originality when it started appearing as the tejas annapa and anna that is the fire the you no know, the glow the light the liquid and the gross matter so one when we are seeing this grossness or the multiplication in the world we should see that there is a intrinsic object which without the name and form has a reality that reality is the truth of that object the name and the form are transactional requirement therefore they are added on to that like the pot has got a transactional value but the pot is nothing but mud same way so now the upanishad is continuing it saying that in the fifth mantra of the fourth section of sixth chapter ஏதாஹாஸ்மாஹாசாலாஹாசிரோத்திரியாமனாஹரிஷியோ trivikarana or the triplication vidwamsaha those who are known about it purve in the past who were mahashala mahashala is the one who had huge assemblage hall where he used to teach to a large section of the students and where he used to conduct the yagas and yatyas but not only they are just teachers and the yaga yatnya thing they are also mahasrotriyaha 
they were they were they were adept they were experts in the shastra they knew what it is meant by the shastra not only the upanishad aspect but the entire veda and the upavedas all of them are known to them so they are the mahashala mahashrutriya te ahuhu smai hava adhyana kaschit they have proclaimed or announced that in our nah means in our lineage kaschit asrudam amadam avitnyatam not even one person will be there who will not be not having heard about the truth not having done the mananam on the truth and one who has become knowledgeable in the truth so asrutam amadam avitnyadam na udaharishyati is not being taken as, not even one person is there to be taken as an example who has not done these three things hi ebhya vidam chakruhidi because one who knows the triplication from the forms not only the teja apa and vayu but also the respective colors through which they can be identified like the the red color of or the or the light the white color for the water and the black color for the grass they know how to see the one reality even though they see the the colors in different objects or the appearances in different object this is how they have become very well known as shrotriya brahmanishta by because there is no way they could have not known not even one among our lineage is available who can be exemplified or taken out as one who has not done that so my dear son this is what i am going to teach you this is what exactly what uddalaka is telling shwetakedu because he when he when he asked that beginning of the month, the, the upanishad they said have you learned this from your teachers knowing which you know which is that unheard becomes heard the unthinkable becomes thinkable and unknown becomes known so that is where now it has been explained in the upanishad that this is up to that level knowing which there will be nothing amadam asrutam abhitnyatam so the 6th and 7th mantra together is yad rohitam ivabhuti tejas tadrupam iti vidvam chakruhu yad shuklam ivabhuti iti apam roopah iti tad vidam chakruhu yad krishnam ivabhuti atyatnasya roopam iti vidan chakruhu yadva vitnyadam avit ಪುರುಷಂಪ್ರಾಪ್ಯತ್ರಿವೃತ್ತೈಕೈಕಾಭವತಿಜಾನೀ he says that yat means whichever form rohitam iva abud 
appears to be like the red tad tejasa rupamiti that is the the presence of the teja in that in that particular object whichever may be the object if there is a redness in it understand that there is a power portion of it which is come out of the tejas which is the first creation that vidam chakruhu then they identified why what is the root from where this creation has happened same way shuklamiva abhut tat apam roopam yadi vidan chakru whatever is seen to be the whiteness in anything it is because of the presence of the the apa apa means the watery body watery aspect devata in it yet u krishnam iva abhut iti tat annasya roopam iti vidam chakruhu the darkness or the black in any object is the presence of anna in that is how they differentiated and understood that ultimately everything is a combination of only these three avitnyatam eva abhut iti as if once it is mixed and become an entity that you know it is not possible for a naked eye or a naked ordinary with our sense organs to segregate these aspects in them therefore avitnyatam eva like as like we cannot segregate them and the creation is there without segregation possible so it will appear that it is come out of something else tat etasam devatanam eva samasaha iti but you should issue we they knew that this is a combination or samasaha means the mixing up of these three devatas right taeja apa and annam is the how they knew about it saumya yatha khalu imam tisra devata purusham prapya hey my dear son hello saumya in whichever way these three devatas after having become the human being now he is bringing that from that three stages three aspects of the devatas he brought the upanishad brought the examples of sun moon water lightning etc etc then the colors were differentiated and now he is saying that how did these three become embedded in the human being is being now to be understood purusham prapya ekaika trivirut trivirut bhavati e these three having entered into human being or having become the human being the triplication process has resulted and that is why we can we can tell you how they are present in the human body tad me vijani hi that thing what you want, what you should do is to be understood from me i am going i am going to teach you this is how this that the uddalaka is telling which how the tradition is being maintained by the uh, the lineage so that not a one person in the lineage goes without knowing the reality of the this the tat 
then in the in the next this thing fifth section anna masitam treda vidiyate tasyaya stavishto dadustat purisham bhavati yo madhyamaha tat mamsam yo animas tat manaha now he is saying that asitam annam whatever food that has been consumed treda vidiyate that is being segregated or divided into three aspects the stavishta dhatu tasya tavishta dhatu the grossest and the wasteful aspects of it or which cannot be absorbed into the body that is the stavishta dhatu tad etaha yaha tad purisham bhavati that becomes the fecus and is being discharged yaha madhyamaha tat mamsam bhavati the the middle portion of the the assimilated food is what becomes the the flesh of the human body ya aniyaha tat manaha the subtle aspect the subtle of the the food which we are consuming is what becomes the mind so annam has become not only the mind it also has become the body because of the flesh now this is only about what is being told about the annam now we have to have the same thing applied for water and and the fire, the fire aspects so here it is only the anna that the grossest one of that or the triplication with the devatas anna apaha tejaha anna apaha anna so anna has become the in this form the fecus the mass the flesh and the mind now comes the second aspect of the apaha the, the water aspect apaha pito streda vidiyante tasam yah stavishta dhatuhu tat mutram bhavati yah madhyama tat lohitam yo anima saprana now the water or the liquid which we are consuming whatever form we are whether it is in the in the water or in the form of any liquid pita apaha treda vidiyate that the one which has been drunk that what has been liquid which has been done that has been get that is being getting into three aspects of it stavishta dhatu that the grossest of the or from the liquid whatever is the grossest of it that motram bhavati that becomes the urine and is being going out madhyama haya tat lohitam lohitam the the middle one which is the from the liquid is what becomes the blood aniyaha yaha sapranaha the subtlest subtle most aspect of the watery principle is what becomes the prana or the vital air forces operating in the body so we have now seen the anna we have seen the uh, apaha now comes the teja tejo asitam treda vidiyade tasya yastavishta dadustad bhavati yo madhyamaha sa majja 
यो अनिष्ट अनिष्टा सा वाक असीदम तेजह वॉट एवर वी आर कंस्यूमिंग एस द तेजह नाउ एस पर द भाष्यकार शंकरा ही सेइंग दैट द वर्ड तेजा ही स्टैंडिंग फॉर not only the fire principle or the fire principle preside is included in the you know whatever is consumable as thing like the the clarified butter or the oil vegetable oil etc which is being consumed by us all of them are taijasam means having the quality of teja so asitam teja means when we consume that मैरोड anishtaya sa vak the subtlest of that becomes the 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 vak or the speech in the human beings so the subtle aspects are one is manaha one is pranaha and now the third one is vak this is how the subtle is there in the middle portion is in the in 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 the anna it becomes a flesh in the apaha it becomes blood and in the teja it becomes the marrow and the grossest one of apaha and annam gets excreted as fecus and urine but that of tejaha the taijasa it becomes the bone in the human beings this is how the the three aspects have now become the human being in a functional aspect annamayam hi saumyam manaha now here we have to keep it in mind the words are repeatedly coming in different forms here annamayam hi saumyam manaha this mind is annamayam because the man mind is born out of the anna apomaya pranas tejomayi vagiti प्रिडोमली is presided by the devata called the teja in so the sun swetaketu is asking bhuya eva ma bhagavan vitnyapayatu iti i didn't understand my dear sir can you please explain explain it to me so he says tada saumya ite hovaja so be it i'll explain to you then he is he he because it is very difficult to understand how these things can be uh, applied or you know mentally absorbed as a way in which we are the upanishad wants us to understand 
So the Upanishad is giving us examples of how this should be understood. But all this time when we are being dealing with it, please understand that we should not forget from birth all the things the story has started. See, this is exactly where what happens is that, you know, even in the Yogava Sista, when you read it, the opening statement is where the, the crux of the, or the, the, the most important aspect of the story is there. But subsequently, when the story develops, we forget the story is about an illusory thing which is being described, but the story becomes so enamoring that we forget that it is being discussed about an illusory thing. That is how the Yoga Vasistha methodology of explaining. Same way here, you should understand Ekameva Abhyutiyam is the one which has become the Tejas, Apa and Annam. Three Devatas or three principles which we can say. And it is that three principles subsequently is becoming many. So when it is being told, when it was told that it is the three, when we consume as a human being, which becomes part of us even before creation also. So we should understand it is only after creation we are consuming these three. Even for the creation it is required because the asti, majja, all those parts of the body is included in it, even though they don't go into the detail. So in the sixth section, the first mantra, Dadnaha Saumya Madhyamanasya Yo Anima Sa Urduha Samudishati Tat Sarpish Bhavati. Saumya, hey son, oh my dear son, Madhyamanasya. Madhyamanasya means that which has been churned. Dadnaha means the bottom, the, the curd. Curd when it is being churned, anima yaha saha urduha samudishyati. Whatever is the, the subtle aspect floats in it and becomes the, the butter which is, which is coming up onto the top of it. That sarpish bhavati. That is what is known as the, the, the butter in the, in the churning from the curd. Even though this example is used, the butter is present in the curd even before churning. By churning the butter, churning the curd, only the action has triggered in such a way that the subtle aspects all together come together and become and float it itself as a butter inside the curd. So it is present even before, but now it is appear to be separated out. Eva meva khalu saumya anyasya shyamanasya yo anima sa urdham samudishadi tat mano bhavadi. My dear son, in the same way, Asyamanasya, whatever has been consumed, Annasya of the Anna principle, Animayaha Saha, whatever is the subtle aspect of that Annam, that Urdham Samudishyadi, they agglomerate together and come to the top, that Manaha Bhavadi. So that is how the 
Anna, the subtle aspect of the Anna becomes the mind. In the process, when we are, when we are, you, when we are now, we should understand that these aspects of the mind, which is being explained here, is from the point of view, the first explanation where they said the Anna has got become the mind, is the subtle part of it. For that, that example of the butter is that. Apam saumya piyamananam yo animasa urdva samushyadi sa pranabhavati. Same way, from the water principle, piyamananam means whatever has been consumed as liquid of the apaha or the liquid principle, the finer aspect, anima, yasa, urdha, samudishyadi. They, they come out of that liquid aspects and become the five vital air principles or prana, sa prana bhavati. Same way, tejasaha, saumya, asyamanasya, yo anima, urdhva samudashadi sa vag bhavati. In the same way, from the tejas principle, that devata, the, the subtle aspect becomes the speech. Annam hi saumya manaha. Annamayam hi saumya manaha. So this mind is, is nothing but annamayam means is completely on the on the anna aspect or the food consumed on, on our side. Apomaya pranaha. The vital air is dependent on or is made of watery principle. The, the speech aspect is of the Tejo aspect. The Svetaketu is now again confused. It is nothing but new. He has said anything. Father has repeated only the, the same thing which he has said in the previous section is repeated virtually. So the question has not remained answered. We, the Shetaketu is not very clear till now, even now. So he asks, Boya Eva Ma Bhagavan Vitnyapayatu Yiti. Please, I didn't understand what you said. You told me the same thing in the earlier also. Now you are talking only about the subtle aspects which has become the mind, the prana and the walk. But how did it, how is it you are saying that this has become the the subsequent thing, mind, what mind, the prana and the walk. How did it become? So Tada Saumya Iti Hovaja. Okay, let me I'll explain to you. And in the seventh month is then the seventh section is where this is being now detailed by the father Aruni Uddalaka. Here he starts with Shodasha Kalaha Saumya Purusha Panjadeshahani Mashi Kam Kama Apaha Piva Apo Maya Prano Na Pivato Vichetsya Iti. Hey Saumya, my dear son, Purushaha, this human Shodasha Kalaha is made of sixteen parts. Panjadesha Ahani, if you do not eat for 15 days, Panjadesha Ahani Ma Ashi, 
but kamam apa pibaha yatheshtam as much as you wish you can drink water but no solid food nor anything which can kindle the fire like you know the butter oil or anything it's a pure water you can heat apo maya pranaha vichetyate iti this watery principle prana from the body will detach itself from the rest of the operations in the in the functioning is that not physically detaching from the operating principle only that will be maintained the other aspects of the body like the mind working the speech principle the you know the blood qualities all blood is apamaya okay the other aspects like the you know the bone and the the marrow etc will become less operational and only the prana because which is annamaya prana that will become more predominant than separated from the rest of the body and there if you want to know that how will you that so father tells the son if you want to know that saha panja dashahani na asha adahainam upasasada kim bravimi bho iti ruchaha samya ruchumshi sabani iti saho vacha navaima prabha pratibhadi bho iti so the sun goes for 15 days of fasting only taking water and after the 15 days over he approaches the father and asks now what should i do bho kim bravimi what what should i say now so the father says ruchaha yajumshi samani iti sa please chant the the mantras which you have studied from the rigveda yajurveda and samaveda so the son is on fasting he has only been drinking water on the last 15 days so the son says sahuvacha bho mana pratibadi vai iti my dear father i am not able to do anything my mind is not working i am not able to remember the rigveda mantra yajurveda samaveda i am not i am not i don't have the strength to talk i can't even chant please i cannot do anything like that i am just only only breathing i am just living that's all nothing see i don't seems to be having any 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 power in me to do any of these thing then the father say tamho vacha yada saumya mahato vyahiyatasya ko angara khadyoda matra parishishtasya tena tatopi na bahudhed evam saumya te shodashanam kalanam eko kalati shishtasya taitairhi deva vedan na anubhavasi ashama yathame vitnasyati iti now this is a long thing so tam means to shwetaketu the father says pita bua sahu vacha saumya my dear son yata mahata abhyahitasya in the 
fire with which is there in the in the from the firewood how is the fire which is remaining as in the form of the last spark in that fire when it is about to get this extinguished ekaha ankarah one spark which is left there parishishtaha syad if it is remaining there or that is there tena with that ataha abhi bahu na dahed we all know that that spark or that small kin the spark of the fire which is there which is about to extinguish has no potency to burn anything saumya evam te shodashanam kalanam eka kala atishishta syat same way in a human being out of the 16 parts if one part is there so taya etarhi tvam vedan na anubhavasi that is why you are still alive but you are not able to do anything like that like the spark cannot burn anything you are not able to do anything because there is only one kala remaining in you which is the prana so what are the shodasha kalas to know exactly what is the 16 ka parts we have to go to prashna upanishad and the last sixth question for which pipalada is answering he is saying that the purusha he created prana from the prana faith from the faith he created space from space air air fire water earth the organs the mind the food from food virility virility austerity the vedic hymns sacrifice the verse these are the 16 he what what has been created at the shorter sakala sakala purusha the purusha which has been created by that by 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 this formation is made up of all these 16 out of that what is now left is the prana in you so what he says is that atha ashanaha me vitnyasi iti you go and have your food and then ataha you will you will realize as the food is being consumed you will feel in your body the the parts of the body which were not able to function is getting energetic one by one which is the indication that what this is how see you should understand that when they are doing those days none of the instruments or no methodology of inquiry is not possible it's all by applying to one's own body they have done these type of assessment so there are people who are criticizing this is not right the vedas are talking bullshit it's not scientifically correct yes it is not scientifically correct because science was not developed those days but we should understand their methodology of analysis without any instruments or anything they have were able to make out that what is the constituent of the body which aspect is why each one of the aspect gets 
triggered and becomes more efficient based on which they had developed the ayurveda and other type of medicines also only from this aspect of only so here the father says now you have only prana in you so because you have been taking only water aspect there is no food aspect nor the the fiery principle the component of the food you go and have your food relax and when you are fit come back to me so the son goes for the food and heating saha asatha hainam upasasada tamha yatkimcha prapaccha sarvam ha pratipade saha chetaketu asaha means he had the food ataha yenam upasasada then he came to the father when he felt that you know he is rejuvenated tam yatkimcha prapracha to him to shvetaketu whatever has been asked by the father from the rigveda yajurveda samaveda tat sarvam pratipadehe he could remember all of them and he could recite them and tell the answers which shows that when you have when when it is only one aspect in the body the watery aspect you are only left that is why they have now concluded that the prana is based out of watery principle the mind is becoming conditioned by the quality of the food we eat this is also told in the bhagavad gita where krishna says has given very clear explanation that the sattvika tamasika rajasika type of food when you eat based on which you will become the three type of category of the people what is predominantly your likes you will eat but that will only increase what you are so if you want to change your character or if you want to build something swatik aspect of it it is possible in our hand to what type of food we should take that so that our mind is more clear and without any agitation sattva sattvic nature not of rajasic and tamasic nature so that this these aspects are told in the upanishad that food is affecting the mind so the fifth mantra says tamho vacha yada saumya mahado abhihitya mahado abhyahitasya ekam angaram kadyoda matram parishishtam tam trinai rupa samadaya prajwalet tena tato api bahudeha devam somya te shodashanam kalanam eka kala atishishta bhut sa anne annenopa samahi twa prajalit prajwalit tair tair tahi vedanubhavasi tam ho vacha means to shvetaketu hovacha father said somya my dear son yata mahata abhyahitasya whichever way the fire in that you know the firewood parishishtam khadyo matram parishishtam only a spark when it is remained tam ekam angaram trinai upasadaya if there is one spark when you when you 
using the trina or the the grass which is dry grass in it you can burn it up or make it again a big fire prajwalayet tena atata api bahu dahet and once it catches fire you can use it for burn you know to fire up anything saumya evam te dear son like te in you shodasha kalanam eka kala adishta abud in your body the only kala of air was the prana was the only principle which was remaining in your body that is why you didn't have the strength to walk strength to talk or strength to remember nothing sa anne upasamahita prajwalit taya etairhi vedan anubhavasi that aspect of the watery principle of the which with the prana was remaining that became the support for when you started eating food for the rejuvenation of the other remaining 15 kalas which is with which you are a full purushak the six sodasha kala purusha now you are able to do all those things what are the veda has been told you to do chanting onwards everything therefore annamayam hi saumya mana apomaya pranas tejomayi vagiti tadasya vijaniti vijaniti so annamayam hi saumya manah this mind now you understood that is made up of anna because you are mentally not able to recollect your vedas you are mentally not able to coherently think about it or do anything so saumya man oh my dear son now do you understand that it is the mind is annamaya is full is predominantly of made of the anna aspect apomaya prana because you had the prana still existing that's why you are alive so that is because you were only drinking water for the 5 16 days tejomaya vagiti you even uttered the one or two few sentences because the remaining aspects of the fire in your body but you were not able to chant the vedas or mantras or anything tadasya vijajnaviti vijajnaviti now this is repetition of vijajnaviti vijajnaviti when it is repeated is to indicate that this way the trivitkaranam the triplication aspect of the teja apaha and annam is the reason why everything in the world is being functional because they are the one which is now appearing as different names and forms and even in a human being the mind the prana and the speech aspects all of them are nothing but aspects of that three principle which 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 this ekameva dvidiyam brahma conceived to become mekam the three aspects of it like when we conceive to enjoy and you know project the dream world we project many things in the dream world 
everything in the dream world is nothing but the projection from the waker's point of view and that the dreamer carries the memories of some of the waking and then he mixes up with the projections and there we exp we experience the dream world why i'm saying this is that from the next chapter onwards it is where the upanishad is taking us to know how we have to take our thoughts further into knowing the truth because in the in the next in the next uh, this thing section is where the famous statement tattvamasi shvetaketo is the first time being uttered the last verse of the next chapter next section so the preamble starts with the sapna and the dream and the deep sleep all those things are being talked so to go there we should know that the mind is made of the what anna principle the walk the speech is made of fire principle and the prana the three principles in the body with which we are human beings and expressing is based on the three principle which has come from that tat ekameva dudhiyam brahma so with this i conclude today's thing because the next chapter onwards the philosophy is starting so till now what has been done is how that one without a second appears to be the many in the form of trivikaranam is what has been explained till now in the next class next wednesday we will take the 7th 8th uh, section of the chandogya upanishad 6th chapter om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namah Hari Om Thank you Danyavada Shri Om Vidoji Pranams This is the most practical aspect of the Upanishad you covered today and you know even the three principles are explained then shvetakeshu persisted uh, to no more now practical tips are now given it is definitely verifiable you know during fasting the mind calms down because it doesn't get the subtle food and uh, you know even in jain the salekana right the exit strategy they go on water uh, as long and you know the subside other two aspects completely the mind and the walk uh, in i think i somewhere i heard in brahma sutras uh, even the dying man the walk resolves into prana you know that because the speech is the first thing that dropped uh, resolves into prana and prana eventually into agni as the carrier uh, so it is like reverse of the multiplicity it resolves back into the reverse order i think in a way it is told whatever the multiplicity one to another also happens in reverse um, 
I think this is a uh, you know uh, very interesting. There are practical tips given to validate. Um, one can validate on themselves. You know, this is nice, very nice. Uh, I think it's all falling together in place now. Thank you on this. Yes, Mangit. So these aspects of the one merging into thing and finally how that the the prana and the atma is becoming, you know, a transmigratory body for another life is there in the detailed way in the Brahadarnya Upanishad. There are also these aspects of merger of gross into subtler and subtler and subtler is very much uh, detailed and same thing in Taitri also we can see that. Unfortunately today there is no philosophical the tattva part of it to explain much. It is only a prakriya or a process of replication up to the our operational level. So it so we have to understand that. Yeah, it's a very cross right. Because subtle is never, you know, people get confused with the mind, food of the mind versus food of the body. Uh, is very fairable internally, but scientific in the scientific method doesn't even get into this mode at all. Uh, there's no nothing designed to verify also because it's not a method at all. Uh, so when you when you discuss this, it it illustrates that you know beautiful step that one needs to take to move from seeing the world you know, purely as that physical, um, you know, physical structures into this idea of uh, structures being information. And so if we lose, you know, if we use that lens um, of, you know, our field of awareness pulling back away from that, uh, or from that gross, you know, subject and structure, how do you, how do you speak and how do you see that in the way of information? Can you speak on that, Prakash? Yes, Patrick. Yeah. The, the whole thing is, if you look at the field of how people are studying consciousness from different perspectives, they are trying to model the mind. And they somehow find the reality in the mind perceiving the world. The only person who's doing the other thing is looking at the mind and looking at beyond the mind as objects of consciousness. And Don Hoffman is the one who is doing that. There again, the, the entangled state is there is no easy way to transform the mind, the one observing the mind, to just the one observing. Because always rooted in the mind. That's the problem. So they, uh, he says he meditates for two hours and he thinks about this thing. But the fundamental problem is a missing piece of, of if you want to call it software, you know, or, or a knowledge framework. Because, the, because in, in the mind, you can only get knowledge. Right? The true wisdom comes only when the, when the mind is done with that. But you have to have the right kind of knowledge. And I think the problem is 
they have the right kind of knowledge up to a point and after that it's uh, self self generating it cannot extinguish itself right and that's why the transition of uh, the the kind of observing capacity to an a space beyond the mind and embodying it in atman and brahman is a more very skillful strategy if you understand how to do it correctly and it's not a strategy to say i'm going to get more things it's just a, a phenomenal shift of dimension right and so that's why it's so difficult to communicate and that's why upanishads gave so many metaphors and embodied states for you to work with it like the shariras the dridrishya vivegams the nitya nitya vastu vivegam and all the the structured learning of <clears throat> constantly being able to keep up with the 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 way it is said and not way, the way we think about it because the mind is so powerful right so information when people talk about information generally it is only how to see the world better or how to understand the mind better not to actually say we have to go beyond the mind and when you get that point beyond the mind then you see this whole thing is nested there the mind the world of things everything is nested from something beyond us but once you get there this the language is a barrier it's a limitation so you just have to absorb that this is the way this is the way i have seen it so far and all the you know uh, the the various texts and the rishis and buddhas and everybody once they get to that space there is just a smile and an acknowledgement and then they say oh buddha says leave the raft and go upanishads say realize your true nature or <clears throat> you're already there and i think that's the frontier of human you know whatever we call as information has has been done and over with with reference to the mind and the world and this is the kind of new kind of dimensional information framework if you want to call it information but there the information identity become one that's the whole challenge right as soon as the information is elaborated the identity is going to happen and as long as you hold identity the information is going to flow but if both are in unison or very close to each other then there's no real <clears throat> it's completely detached from the world of creating things it has its own domain of existence independent of all And that's where you can see it is completely shifted its dimension ajatam has completely happened this and that's the nature of it i mean when you get that strong uh, clear and <clears throat> and an awakened uh, appreciation of that state then uh, nothing in the world of mind in the world the uh, and the world of objects is not going to have any consequence on that that's almost like a permanent state when you when you get it and then there's no words after that right so. yeah that was lovely the um the next question i wanted to ask bindoji is is when we when when you read this upanishad and talking about food and how that food is seen as in in a in a sense it's metaphorical but how how do you see food and you know in the context of information or how do you describe this just to bridge that gap bindoji 
we if you really want to understand the upanishad we have to transport ourselves to the period in which the upanishads were being transmitted from you know the lineage of master to the disciple in the absence of such lineage way of transmitting today we tend to you know use our available methodologies of interpreting the words in today's context in this process what we happens is that we are not able to see what the upanishad really want us to understand the food when they are talking about those days maybe those days the even the cultivation which prakash was talking the cultivation also was not there they were depending upon natural source of food and the liquids were natural water natural milk or whatever maybe the you know the way in which things were there so the food what they got was what nature produced in the pristine conditions those quality of food today is not available unless you go and live in a in a secluded forest area even there the pollution would have had its own impact on those trees and the vegetations if one can live with what is being naturally provided the hunger is part of the body we should understand that we are not living to eat but eating to live with that in mind when we tune down our eating for the purpose of living we will be not overloading our body not only our body our mind and the intellect and the whole being in such a being the purity and the clarity is totally different today if you look at it those who are doing austerities and way in which they seclude themselves and go through regimes of limited food and quality food their lay of thinking and the way in which a person who is engaged into the din and roar of the you know high speed life in the world outside you will see the tranquility and the peace the person who is in in a, in, a, in such a such a environment is far more compared to the person who is in a thick and rush of the world where he doesn't have even time to take a bite of breakfast which he may do it in a running train or a moving car or a moving bus so there is no attention to the food which even he is consuming it whereas here they have prescribed that what are the methodology in which you have to consume your food what are the safety you have to do before touching the food how will you how will you you know use your teeth how many times you should you know chew your each morsel how much of food and how much of water ratio you should eat all these things are prescribed after lot of experiment done oneself 
there is no better laboratory than being tied on oneself. This is how those systems were developed. And which was the reason why which we were able to maintain very, what you call, systematic life and the tradition where people were able to transmit knowledge without even books or written, you know, literature to read or move like that. So you can imagine the amount of mental capability those people had developed due to these situations in, in which they were, you know, trained and brought up. So we need to give them their respect and the due consideration, not because it's an archaic one or an ancient one. We should not foo-foo it, thinking that what we do today is the right one. Most of the things what as Prakash said, you know, most of the things we realize after the damage has already been done. There are some places we can reverse it, but most of the places we can't reverse it. There is not a cell in the human body which is not there in the world outside. The cell may appear to be different for a human being, but its constituents are part of every you know, mineral or, or which is available in the world outside. It is, it is that which is getting converted into a human cell. Uh, same way how the plant cell is there or an animal cell is there. It's all depending upon what you consume. So from what all this thing we have to say is that we have to see food not as a, you know, an aspect of day-to-day -day living, just like having bath or having a dress or anything like that. The food is something which goes inside you and makes what you are in not only physically, even mentally. Your shirt doesn't change your mental principle. Your brushing doesn't change your mental principle. Your bathing doesn't change your mental principle. But if you look at the food which we take it, that can affect your mind. And if you want to have a relatively calm, peaceful life and mind, you need to take food seriously and think about what you are eating. Uh, one takeaway, big takeaway from today's class is, you know, if you eat plant-based diet, because, you know, the subtle aspect, which is mind, you know, in plants, the subtle aspect, there's nothing, you know, uh, as an individual mind per se. You, you can put it as the subtle is in balance with the nature that created so when you eat that food, the subtle is not going to damage you or imbalance you because the subtle food that is mind is not going to complicate whatever apparatus you have. Now, if you shift to the animal food, they have mind, you know, more, you know, you're on the higher on the food, food chain, more complicated is the mind. The one that is a cow eating the grass versus the one eating the cow. Look at the complication that builds on top of it. If you eat those animals, or because humans now cut into the entire food chain, 
with you know exorbitant food what happens is subtle food is going to hit your mind complicated that apparatus that mind apparatus so this chandogya is giving a dimension now that what you consume is going to be your composition of the mind which is going to be complicated if you cut into the food chain you are right you are right angus if you look at it taking from the upanishad as a cue the plants when they consume their food since their mind is not as much developed as animals and the human being they don't need the subtler aspect of the food as part of their requirements so what happens is that that is available in their products like the fruits or the beef etc but when it comes to animal animals have developed a mind bigger than that of plants and everything so the subtler aspects of the food has already been extracted from the food and has become mind and you are not eating the mind of the animal you are eating the flesh part of me where the subtle aspect has already been gone so imagine what you you have said is right so when you have this plant based food is that you have the subtle aspects of the food still retained in the in the system whereas in the case of the mind, the mind which is developed the subtle aspect has already gone to the mind and you are not eating the mind you are eating the flesh and the uh, flesh only aspect of it so that makes a lot of difference no i was i was telling bindoji you are eating the animal you, you may be even cutting into the mind of the animal <laughs> if it is violently compromised animal while killed and you eat that that violent compromisation also carries into uh, into you as an impression into your mind in one way or the other that is my point avinoji yeah quite possible namaste everyone namaste avinoji uh, my question in reference to this continuing conversation on the chandogya upanishad uh, is something that i was thinking about since yesterday uh i heard your conversation yesterday i think i missed uh, this today's uh, discussion but the question i have in mind is that do you think the chandogya upanishad is referring the trinity concept of you know which is recognized in the bible uh, uh, as the basis of the atman no there's nothing like that the upanishad is very clear on one thing that ekameva adyudiyam that conscious existence has never mutated or changed or become anything in the process of becoming what we experience today as the world just as when we project ourselves in the dream and the dream world is created doesn't change us when we wake up from the dream this projection of both waking dream and our deep sleep and the world inside each of those experiential world is nothing but projection of the consciousness as a part of its intrinsic nature without becoming separate it projects and the ones which are projected inside that experience may feel the different aspects of experiences 
but from the conscious point of view there is nothing which is happening it is it is one and without a second so that is why when we use the example that water itself which is appearing as the wave cloud or the snow or the streams the brook the river the tsunami whatever name you want it water never undergoes any change water remains as water all the time so same way gold doesn't become different and it becomes ornaments the same way this existence and consciousness as a fundamental principle or the absolute reality remains even present it is there even today and this very moment in each one of the creations so the genetic codes or any other such things are not discussed in the upanishad upanishad direction or the thought is only towards the point of view of that know yourself your true nature or your intrinsic nature or real reality that is what they want us to focus on and work and understand from the words of the upanishad thank you for that pandiji you know my curiosity regarding the trinity was coming from the usage of the word three legged brahma and i think uh, that's what i read in the text so the three legged and i think also you referenced the three elemental aspects of brahma and that that's why that's why i was thinking perhaps trinity is being referred in in some other words in the upanishad but thank you for clarifying yeah it is just like the three aspects are not three different one it is we ourselves in waking in dream and the deep sleep we as the one who is experiencer has not become different but the experiencing world becomes different same way that one absolute reality for the benefit of a, you know explanation they categorized as the three aspects of fire water and food only for the you know what you call explanation purpose or example they have used it the best way to look at it is applying to ourselves we did we become something different when we went to dream or deep sleep or we are in waking no the experiencer or the witness of the experiencer remains always the same it has not undergone any change when he becomes a gross experiences we call it as a waker when it is a subtle experience we call it as a dream when both subtle and gross is not there yet when we are there not knowing anything other than our pure existence it is the deep sleep but all the three there is a commonality a person who knows that these things are changing that person has not undergone any change or that entity or consciousness or awareness has not undergone any change this is what the upanishad wanted us to understand that when it said tada ichchada bahusyam prajayeti tada anupravishya so these two words in sanskrit mean that without going undergoing any change to itself it projected it itself as the fire the water or the food principle it projecting itself the the witness projecting as a waker dream and deep sleep is the same way in which that con- absolute consciousness as projecting as the food fire principle water principle and food principle compare that these two and then you will be able to understand that thank you
Thank you, Bindoji. That was a wonderful day. It took a, um, a, quite a twist in, in, uh, in Prakash's uh, additions and his commentary. It was very welcome, though. Very interesting uh, movement in the discussion. We'll meet again. I'll take leave. Thank you all. Good night. Hari Om. Hari Om Bindoji. Good night. Hari Om Bindoji. Good night. Hari Om.